son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word. 25% off now. Stacey Abrams, guys, where do I even begin to talk about this evil and vile woman? Where do I begin? Stacey Abrams, believe it or not, is supposed to be a Christian. This woman is the daughter of two pastors. But yet this woman believes in abortion. I've said it before, guys, you cannot be a true Christian and support abortion at will. You cannot do it. Now, Stacey Abrams is a politician. She's a Democrat. She's pretty loony. Now, of course, you guys know she's running for governor of uh, Georgia yet again. Uh, She failed the first time. She's going to be going head to head against uh, Brian Kemp. Now, a lot of people have a lot of problems with uh, Brian Kemp. But however, he needs to win this election. He does. Stacey Abrams will destroy Georgia. She will. But what we're going to be talking about here in this video is her stance on abortion. Her logic makes absolutely no sense. Check this out. Stacey Abrams says her faith in God guides her abortion rights stance. Now, I don't know what God she's actually serving, but the God that I serve actually is pro-life. The God that I serve doesn't believe in abortion at will. This is crazy, but um, let's read some of this. Stacey Abrams believes politicians shouldn't interfere with a woman's decision on whether to get an abortion and her own religious faith has reinforced her pro-abortion rights views. Quote, abortion is a medical decision. Abrams, uh, Georgia's um, Democratic gubernatorial nominee, told Yahoo News in a sit down interview Sunday in her home state ahead of a campaign event. Quote, it is also a decision that women make because they are not ready to be mothers. My responsibility as a legislator is to make certain that we allow doctors and nurses and medical professionals to make medical decisions and that politicians stay out of it. Now, for one thing, I've been pretty clear. She says that abortion is a medical decision. No, it's not. No, it is not. In 99 percent of these cases, they are not. These Democrats want babies aborted for no good reason whatsoever. And she lays it out right here. She says that um, it is also a decision that women make because they are not ready to be mothers. So if they're not ready to be mothers, Stacey Abrams believes that 
these unborn children should be killed in the womb. What about adoption? What about support from families? How about this? If they're not ready to be mothers, how about this? Wait until you get married before you have kids. Why don't you actually take some other precautions as well? There's types of birth control out there. Use that. But Stacey Abrams isn't a proponent of that. Uh, Abrams, the daughter of two retired United Methodist pastors, also said her religious views are not compatible with her belief that abortion should remain legal in states like Georgia. While your faith tradition may tell you, you personally do not want to make that choice. It is not my right as a Christian to impose that value system on someone else, she said. Because the value that should overhang everything is the right to make our own decisions. The free will that the God I believe gave us. This is wrong right here. This is absolutely wrong. Now, if you're supposed to be a Christian, are you supposed to let other people just um, live in sin? Stacey Abrams, please answer that for me. If you see people out there, you as a Christian, and they're not abiding by the Christian beliefs like you, are you not going to say something? Of course not, because she's not a true Christian. This woman is a Democrat. The Democrat Party is her religion. It's just that simple. Uh, Georgia is one of nine states that enacted a six-week abortion ban uh, following the Supreme Court's reversal of Roe versus Wade in June. With the ruling, the nation's high court uh, concluded that the Constitution does not guarantee a right to abortion because it never did. This was the um, the Supreme Court in 1973 legislating from the bench, and that's not the way it's actually supposed to happen. But guys, I'm not surprised that uh, Stacey Abrams would actually say something like this. But how in the world could she actually say that her faith in God actually guides her abortion stance? True Christians do not believe in abortion. They don't. You know, it's, it's, it's the same thing kind of like on a gay marriage. How can you be a Christian and also support gay marriage? If you're a Christian, let's be real. Marriage is actually between one man and one woman coming together, the nuclear family. But, you know, the Democrats don't believe in that. They want to push all this other stuff out there. And you guys know my stance. I'm not a proponent of gay marriage. I believe that marriage is between one woman and one man coming together. And when it comes to abortion, I don't believe in that either. I don't believe that you should just be slaughtering children in the womb at will just because it's an inconvenience for you. I talked about on Jamel Hill on um, the sports channel. She has been pretty vocal about her having a, her actually having an abortion in her 20s because she didn't want to hurt her career. She was trying to grow her career. And she aborted the baby. She didn't have any regrets. She says she would do it again. This is wrong. This is absolutely wrong. But Stacey Abrams being a proponent of abortion while proclaiming to be a Christian. Nah, man, 
I'm not buying that. It's the same thing with uh, Raphael Warnock. He's a fake preacher. You cannot be a preacher and also be a proponent of abortion. This is wrong. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white network fans, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. And we'll catch you next time. Real quick, guys, before we actually dive into the video today, I meant to actually put this in the video, but um, we have a new shirt in the merch store. You can support us. You can get your donkey pot shirt. The disease that is destroying America. We're talking about the Democrat Party here. You can get it in uh, multiple colors. And you can also get 25% off by using the discount code USA first. I actually like this uh, army green color right here. You can actually get a better look at it right there. 25% off, guys, if you use the discount code USA first. Black and White Network fans, we are back with another video and we're going to be talking about Liz Cheney. Uh, her days are numbered in case you guys don't know. She is projected to get demolished in her primary that's actually going to be happening this month. Liz Cheney is so out of touch with her constituents. What is Liz Cheney actually doing for the people in Wyoming? Absolutely nothing. As bad as the economy is right now, she's actually supposed to be representing them. But she's not doing that. She is representing the Democrat agenda. And what is the Democrat agenda? To destroy this country and to go after Donald Trump. That's it. Liz Cheney has pretty much made no bones about it. She is there to stop Donald Trump. However, it looks like Donald Trump is actually going to stop her. Herrick Hageman has something like a 22 to 25 point lead in the primary. Liz Cheney is going to get demolished. But however, guys, she actually has a new campaign ad for herself in her primary. But the thing about it is she's actually using her father, former Vice President Dick Cheney. And yet again, in his campaign ad, it's all about Trump. It's not about the people of Wyoming. And the people in Wyoming, they see this. They know this. They know that she is not representing them whatsoever. She's going to get destroyed, folks. And in the clip, Dick Cheney actually calls Trump a coward. Now, guys, the people in Wyoming voted for Donald Trump in a landslide. Trump got 70 percent of the vote in Wyoming. The people in Wyoming love Donald Trump. And essentially, Liz Cheney is attacking the people that voted for Donald Trump. Here we go. Dick Cheney torches Trump in that he's a coward. Now, let's go ahead and watch this ad right here. OK. This is a little bit of a transcript here. Liz Cheney tweeted this out. In our nation's 246 year history, there has never been an individual who is a greater threat to our republic than Donald Trump. These are the words of Dick Cheney. What look at the damage that Joe Biden's doing right now. We're on the verge of World War Three right now, and I'm not even making that up. Inflation at a 42 year high gas price is still high. 
How is it that Donald Trump is a bigger threat to this country than Joe Biden? But let's go ahead and uh, listen to this clip here. This has nothing to do with the people in Wyoming. This is all about Donald Trump. In our nation's 246-year history, there has never been an individual who is a greater threat to our republic than Donald Trump. He tried to steal the last election using lies and violence to keep himself in power after the voters had rejected him. He is a coward. A real man wouldn't lie to his supporters. He lost his election, and he lost big. I know it, he knows it, and deep down, I think most Republicans know it. Lynn and I are so proud of Liz for standing up for the truth, doing what's right, honoring her oath to the Constitution, when so many in our party are too scared to do so. Liz is fearless. She never backs down from a fight. There is nothing more important she will ever do than lead the effort to make sure Donald Trump is never again near the Oval Office. And she will succeed. I am Dick Cheney. I proudly voted for my daughter. I hope you will too. I'm Liz Cheney and I approve this message. You see guys, not one single thing in that campaign ad about the people of Wyoming. It was all about Donald Trump. Politicians, especially in the House, are supposed to be representing the people. She's not doing that. She's she's in power right now for one reason and one reason only. Trump, 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 Trump. She is the worst kind of rhino, folks. Because she's willing to let her constituents suffer under the socialist Biden regime. She wants the people in Wyoming to suffer. She's loving this. She's probably loving every single minute of this. Now, make no bones about it. She didn't vote for Donald Trump in um, the 2020 election. I'm not exactly sure who she actually voted for. But I'm willing to bet right now, folks, that she supports Joe Biden a whole lot more than Donald Trump when Donald Trump's policies were working for this country. Liz Cheney is an establishment shill. And I get that her father, Dick Cheney, would support her. You know, that's his daughter. But she is not representing the people that put her in office. That's why she's going to get demolished. The people in Wyoming, they love Donald Trump. Seventy percent of the vote in Wyoming. Went to Donald Trump. Little to no votes actually went to went to uh, Joe Biden in Wyoming. I can't wait to see Liz Cheney go away. She is the worst type of rhino, folks. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white network fans, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. And we'll catch you next time. I'm back. Rodriance for the Black and White Network. We're going to talk about Governor Ron DeSantis. You guys know we're big fans on this channel. Uh, he's my absolute favorite governor in the country. It should be noted. I'm in Texas, Red Texas, where Greg Abbott is. And frankly, he makes Greg Abbott at times just look too reactive rather than proactive. 
Ron DeSantis does not sit around. In this case, he did an investigation of his state attorney. He found out that this George Soros-backed state attorney, and we know what that means. I mean, Alvin Bragg, Ted Wheeler, Mayor, Jenny Durkin, Mayor, Lightfoot, Kim Fox, Chicago. The list goes on and on of these liberal progressives that have been funded by George Soros, Stacey Abrams for governor. Watch who you vote in, vote in, folks. These people do not believe in law and order. They will not uphold actual law in your state. Uh, he did an investigation. He found that this Soros-backed state attorney was not enforcing the law in the manner in which he was elected to that position and put in that position by the people of Florida. So what does Ron DeSantis do? He puts his ass on the bench. He suspends him. Ron DeSantis, his people came out last night and said, we're going to drop an announcement that is going to drive the woke mob nuts. I like DeSantis' delivery, too. I do. Uh, very articulate when he talks. He's an old baseball player. I used to play baseball. Uh, I find that fascinating. And um, let's take a look at this. I, this is fantastic. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis suspends Soros-backed state attorney who refused to enforce abortion ban. Something we need to point out here. He's the only elected official that I can think of right off the bat that has come out and mentioned George Soros as much as he has. It, it seems like they steer away from Soros, like he is the boogeyman, like they're scared of him. I know he is running anti-George Soros ads on Spanish stations that Soros is trying to buy up in Florida. Think about that a second. Florida Fl Republican Florida governor suspended liberal state attorney Andrew Warren on Thursday. DeSantis made the announcement during a Thursday press conference broadcast on social media. DeSantis argued that Warren has repeatedly refused to enforce laws passed by the legislature cracking down on child sex change surgeries and abortion restrictions. Yikes. Quote, we are suspending Soros-backed 13th Circuit, 13th Circuit State Attorney Andrew Warren for his neglecting his duty as he pledged to pledges to not uphold the laws of the state. DeSantis' office said in a statement, the 13th Circuit falls over Florida's Hillsborough County. The Constitution of Florida has vested the veto power in the governor, not state attorneys. DeSantis said, quote, we are not going to allow this pathogen, the Wuhan virus of state attorneys, of ignoring the law, get a foothold in the state of Florida. No Kim Foxes here. Officials said Warren has repeatedly tried to install himself as an adjudicator of what laws will and will not be enforced. By the way, he had a couple of high-profile members of law enforcement. Guys, I've done videos on down there in Florida. Some don't mess with my sheriff's department, guys. Look, guys that are like, if somebody breaks in your house... You shoot them dead. Those kind of sheriffs. DeSantis' office has teased the Thursday move on Wednesday, saying the announcement 
would not be political or related to endorsements. Quote, this isn't about abortion or any one thing. It's about accountability to our system of law in order to prosecute crime. This guy is awesome. There has been a pattern developing in Hillsborough County where one person picks and chooses which laws he wishes to enforce his office stated. Man, bravo. Took on Disney. Disney wanted to get involved and bring that grooming, woke political ideology into that state. He said, we're not Burbank, California. You've got self-governing status and tax exemptions. Let me pull that away from you. We're worried about CRT in schools. Boom. Let me ban that. We need issue. We got fathers, fatherhood issues in every state, especially in urban communities where the fathers are missing. The fathers are lost. The fathers don't know what to do. They have babies. They're scared. I mean, all kinds of things. Boom. Sign the Fatherhood Act with Tony Dungy and put real funds into that. And here, he just named him in a press conference. A Soros-backed state attorney. When is the last time you heard anybody of any real positions of power in this political climate literally come out and say the word Soros? They're scared to death of that word on Fox News most of the time, unless it's Tucker, unless it's Hannity, somebody that's got so much clout they won't get in trouble. They won't even talk about the man. And here we are, Ron DeSantis says, no, how about we just take you on full steam ahead? That's the thing. It's all this progressive, woke, Soros-backed ideology that's really jacking up this country. Alvin Bragg, up in New York City, he's the reason crime is rampant right now. And guess who funded that? Guess who funded it? Kim Fox, Illinois, guess who funded that? Ron DeSantis said, we are not doing that. We are not having attorneys in a largely conservative-based state not uphold the law under my watch. Boom. Ride the pine. You're benched. You're not doing your job. I'm suspending you. You traitorous MF'er. Wow. Bravo. Bravo, Ron DeSantis. Oh, man. He used to play baseball, and he was a damn good baseball player in college. He was. Uh, man, I'd like to have him on Black and White Sports just to talk about baseball. You know, maybe a little politics. I mean, you know, a little, little Soros here and Soros there never hurt anybody, right? A little dogging out of the Soros. I'm always here for that. He doesn't scare me, the boogeyman. Tell me what you think, Black and White Network supporters. Ron DeSantis does this again. Greg Abbott, proactive not reactive, Greg Abbott. And I like Greg Abbott, but come on. I just got to wonder, what would the border situation be like right now if Ron DeSantis was our governor? Would he have started building a in-Texas wall as soon as he realized Joe Biden was going to be in office? I, I just have to ask that question. I'm just saying... I mean, I tend to believe that people that have land down there around the border would actually donate it to have a wall built to keep the illegals and the fentanyl and everything else out of this country and off their land. Peace. I'm out.
Till next time. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word. 25% off now. I'm back. Rudrance for Black and White Sports. Let's talk about Deshaun Watson and Jimmy Garoppolo. That's right, because I think it's not a coincidence that John Lynch came out and dropped this convenient little nugget when it looks like that Deshaun Watson may be hitting the bricks for a full season by way of the NFL. As we know by now, everybody knows by now, that uh, the NFL chose to appeal the Deshaun Watson decision from Sue L. Robinson. Well, guess what? Roger Goodell is not the one that is going to be handling the appeal. That's right. Everybody thought it would be Roger. It's not going to be. It will be somebody else. That is according to Florio. Commissioner Roger Goodell has the power to personally handle the Deshaun Watson appeal hearing. He will not be exercising it. Per a source, with knowledge of the situation, Goodell will not be handling the Watson appeal. He will designate the matter to someone outside of the league office. That's very interesting. We don't know who that is. A decent guess it would be Mary Jo White, which pretty much means whatever Goodell is asking for right now, which is an indefinite suspension, at least one season and a hefty-ass fine. If it is Mary Jo White, Deshaun Watson is screwed. He is absolutely getting hammered. Given that she has recently handled various, quote, independent investigations, For the NFL, and in light of the fact that she does a very good job of giving her client that which it wants. Did you catch that? Regardless of the specific name of the person retained to handle the Watson appeal, the key to getting more such work is to give the client what it wants. Even if the league calls the person, quote, independent, they really aren't. They'll have some sort of hope for an ongoing business relationship with the league, and that will influence the decision-making process. I don't know why why Goodell at this point doesn't just slap a big, fat uh, uh, season-long suspension on, suspension on this thing. I can tell you why he probably won't. Because if they, if they file a lawsuit, which they probably will, and he goes to court, they can say, well, the NFL... Roger Goodell's got something in for Deshaun Watson. He never liked this to begin with, but at least if if Goodell assigns somebody that doesn't work directly for the NFL, actually in if in the NFL office, it's going to help his case when when they uh, when Watson and the PA probably try to sue the NFL. A separate source with knowledge of the process suggested that the designee or designee for the appeal possibly will be Condoleezza Rice. Wow. Okay. Who is slated to officially become a part owner 
of the Broncos next week. Again, she truly wouldn't be independent. She's about to be an equity holder in one of the league's teams. Her reputation, however, would make it easier for the league to sell to the media and fans the possibility that she will be able to set aside other interests and make the right decision. I actually believe she probably would. I got to be honest with you. I don't think you can let her do it, though. If she's about to be part owner, no matter how much of a minority part it may be in the Broncos, that's another AFC team. Okay, so I don't I don't know if that can happen. That said, Rice is an admitted Browns fan. <laughs> the plot thickens. Recently, Rice commented on the disciplinary process, advocating for the importance of keeping an open mind, but acknowledging the serious nature of the matter. I absolutely do not know how they can choose her if she is an admitted Browns fan. I really don't. Uh, that would be a complete joke if he ends up only getting like maybe two more games or something like that. I've heard that the league would love to find him at least $1.5 million, what Stephen Ross got. I don't know. Miles Simmons <laughs> just so happens Jimmy Garoppolo's on line one for the Browns right now. Jimmy Garoppolo is cleared to practice. With no restrictions. Funny how that worked out. Deshaun Watson looks like he's going to be gone for the season. And Jimmy G is a full go. (laughs) For now, Jimmy Garoppolo is still a member of the 49ers, but San Francisco is still looking for a trade partner for their former starting quarterback. After undergoing off-season shoulder surgery that prevented an earlier trade, Garoppolo is now cleared to practice but he's been working separately from the team during training camp. We just made the decision that it's in his best interest to be off to the side, and that was made mutually, GM John Lynch said in a recent press conference. It was made with Dr. Neal, but he has no restrictions. I'm watching him throw out there right now. He looks pretty good. (laughs) I guess he's supposed to be looking out the window, John Lynch is, is saying, Watching Jimmy throw, he's probably looking out there at his Mercedes parked in the parking lot. But even as Garoppolo goes through his program, it doesn't seem like anything is imminent on the trade front. By the way, this comment was made two hours before we found out the NFL was going to appeal Deshaun Watson's case. Quote, Jimmy's doing a really good job, kind of building his stamina in in the throwing program that was prescribed all along. Working out really strongly and aggressively, but yeah, the situation is kind of where we described it before. We'll be patient through this one as well and come to a great conclusion for everybody. In 15 starts last year, 68% completion percentage, 3,810 yards, 20 TDs, 12 picks. So, there you have it. Look, the Browns were completely comfortable with Jacoby Brissett, who is... Let's be real. He's probably one of the best backups in the league. Uh, Case Keenum, notwithstanding, who used to be with the Browns, uh, you know, or somebody who is a starter now like Marcus Mariota, Teddy Bridgewater, somebody like that who's borderline. Through six games, yeah, you can ride out Jacoby Brissett. Through 17, with that really good roster, nah, the Browns ain't, they're not going to want to do that. Stefanski said, 
they've got multiple options in mind. And this was prior to finding out that the suspension was six games. Now, some people are, are saying, I actually saw a story where Watson and his team were, quote, dismayed and caught blindsided over six games. Did you think they thought they his team honestly thought he should get zero games? That's somebody that's not working with a full deck right now, evidently. I mean, yeah, man, just 24 women. Although they only looked at four of them, we're going to let you in a billion-dollar franchise. We're going to let you off scot-free. Man, what's up with that? Jeez, this is your starting quarterback, and his uh, thought process works no better than that? That's crazy as hell. I, I, I mean, I just can't even believe it. Because Sue L. Robinson found him guilty on three different avenues. And she thought he showed no remorse, by the way. All right, Hannibal Lecter. I mean, come on. So, we got Roger Goodell not involved in the appeals process. We got Jimmy Garoppolo, who is conveniently a full go. By the way, I think when John Lynch announced this, and this is just speculation... He already knew the NFL was going to appeal Watson at that point. Browns, line one for Jimmy Garoppolo. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. You're tuning into... Black and white sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rudrance for Black and White Sports 2. Well, we're going to start seeing more and more of this. I'm telling you, everyday citizens stepping up to put scumbags down. We've seen the video now of the old guy. The guy comes in to rob the liquor store and boom, shotgun blasted, right? He shot my arm off. He shot my arm off, even though his arm wasn't shot off. But you get the point. That motherfucker wasn't coming back, let me tell you. Uh, not to that store. Ran out. Cur dogly got in the car. Look, people are getting fed up. That was in California. Liberal DAs, liberal policies, spiking crime, defunding the police, the whole nine, right? And here we are. Eric Adams, Alvin Bragg, New York City. Crime is a nightmare, a nightmare for people living in NYC. But now, look, the people that can fight back, can defend, can defend the people that can't defend, they're going to start stepping up. They're going to start stepping up. And who knows how to fight? MMA fighters. You better believe it. MMA fighter takes down man allegedly assaulting people in NYC. An alleged criminal learned the hard way that messing with the wrong person is a bad idea. MMA fighter Ro Malabanen was getting off the subway in NYC when he saw a homeless man attacking people. That's when he sprung into action to take the bad guy out in less than a minute. Look at this. Got him down right there. My jujitsu instincts just kicked in. I jumped on his back. He tried to swing me off. 
But then for those in the know, a seatbelt position dragged him down to the floor and I immediately took his back and pinned him to the ground, Malabanin said. When breaking down the situation, he referred to it as, quote, just another day. And here we go. We got, got a little video here. There, there he's got the guy pinned down right there. That guy just looks like an MMA fighter. He does. <laughs> Play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Yes, it's a pretty simple formula, and yet people keep acting like they can harm innocent people. First, we had the shop owner in California blast a bad guy like he was auditioning for a role in the Clint Eastwood movie. And we now have a guy taking down a homeless man who allegedly attacked multiple innocent people. Crime is seemingly out of control in America, but it's good to see there are still some people out there willing to stand up and defend themselves. It's good to see that there are still guy men who are willing to intervene when situations head south. It might be a rare spirit these days, but it's clearly not instinct. Yeah, we're look, we're seeing far too many grown-ass men not step up, okay? Look, you might get your ass whipped, but you can bet I'm getting involved. I'm getting involved. I'm sorry. Um, if if I see somebody that I feel like is lesser than, that cannot handle a situation, and a criminal is coming after them, I'm getting involved. I think there's a lot of us out there that feel that way. Some people are just fed up, too. Some people have had enough. Look, their political leaders aren't doing the right thing, and unfortunately, for whatever reason, places like New York, they refuse to vote these people out of office, although I will be the first to say, I think Eric Adams lied to everybody. You know, came from a background in law enforcement, acted like he was going to be tough on crime, and it was a bullshit lie. He lied his way into becoming a mayor of New York City. Here we have an MMA fighter. He knows he's skilled. He knows he can handle the situation. He stepped up, and I applaud him for doing the right thing. Good job. Hit subscribe. Tell me what you think in the comments below. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rudrance for the Matrix and Road Show. Let's talk about DC Comics because there's some real changes going on over there. And I saw this. Uh, hats off to uh, Ethan Van Shriver, the um, OG around these parts, uh, because he brought this up in a video. And then uh, I also found an article on geeksandgamers.com. So we'll look at that. This has to do with, by the way, all the changes that are going to affect CNN, they've cut, they've cut shows like Samantha B, an ultra-radical left progressive show that was on TBS, canceled out of there. Well, this is part of that. Okay, this new CEO at Warner Media that's part of the Discovery acquisition and everything, 
he is not playing when it comes to kowtowing down to the diversity. It makes me wonder, is there hope for DC Comics all of a sudden? It makes me wonder, could the Snyderverse be coming back? You know, I'm just throwing that out there. Because it's interesting. Ben Affleck, all of a sudden, is 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 boom, back in the back in the Flash movie or the Aquaman movie or one of these movies. And now we're finding out the whole thing with Michael Keaton, who was supposed to be in multiple movies. Michael Keaton's getting cut out, except in that Flash movie. Uh, so let's take a look at this, and we'll get some background before I get to the potential delays. Yeah, Batgirl, done, out of there. We know that got canceled. Uh, but there's some real delays coming. Well, you know what? Let's just look at those delays first. A feature article in the THR article going into HBO Max's Batgirl being shelled by Warner, Warner Brothers Discovery has offered some new information about what happened and how some of those DC films could be affected. First, the report shoots down talk of disastrous test screenings. According to their sources, only a very early version of the film with tempered special effects and score was screened, and it was only once. Said the screening landed a score in the low 60s, a score comparable to the early test screenings of the first It movie and to the early test for the upcoming Shazam! Fury of the Gods. That's not, that's not real promising. That's not real good. The film's cancellation also reportedly diminishes the role of Michael Keaton in the DC Universe going forward. The actor's return to the Bruce Wayne role was being positioned as an elder statesman who could pop up in multiple films and is said to have centered around a splashy action sequence in Batgirl. Well, you can count that out. The report indicates Keaton also filmed a scene for Aquaman in the Lost Kingdom, which test audiences found confusing. Last week, it was revealed, there it is, Ben Affleck was filming a scene for the film as Bruce Wayne. Now, I don't know if you guys saw the uh, Shazam trailer coming out of Comic-Con, but look, uh, Jason Momoa, Gal Gadot, and... Uh, Ben Affleck, their their characters as Batman, Aquaman, Wonder Woman were all in that trailer from the Snyderverse. Okay, I'm just throwing that out there. Suggesting Keaton has been replaced by Affleck's version of the character. Such a move seemingly leaves only Keaton's key role in Ezra Miller's led The Flash to have survived. That film is currently slated for June 2023. But talk is swirling around that Warner's is considering moving the release of both Shazam! Fury of the Gods, and and that's this year, December 21st, and Aquaman Lost Kingdom, currently March 17th, 2023. So they're thinking about moving those two films right now. Okay? And this is tied in. This is tied in. Warner Discovery not bowing to diversity demands. This is very interesting. Evidently, the social justice warriors can't stand this David Zavlev guy that is the CEO in charge of Warner Discovery. 
that this is geeksandgamers.com. That Batgirl's news is making a bunch of angry activists polish their I told you so lectures. A few days ago, Bloomberg ran a story about Warner Brothers Discovery and its hiring practices under CEO David Zavlin. Specifically, they're hiring too many white men. Oh my God, the outrage. Zavlin apparently has a history of hiring a lot of white men. Oh my God, the outrage. So much so that Senator Elizabeth Warren and Congressman Joaquin Castro led a team of legislators that sent what I'm sure was a strongly worded letter to the Justice Department, quote, outlining concerns about the merger, including warnings about, oh my God, representation at the company and on screen. (laughs) Are you kidding me? You guys wasted taxpayers' Money, you two, sending a letter about too many white men being involved. You cocksuckers. That elected representatives had time to do this is both frightening and unsurprising. Okay, so geeksandgamers.com rightfully called them out. But the point is that the diversity watchdogs have been on Zavlev's scent for some time, and they're not happy about him running Warner Brothers Discovery based on merit. So this guy's coming in and saying, I'm hiring the best people for the job regardless of race and or uh, their gender, which is the way, you know, it's supposed to be if you want to run a profitable company. That appears to be exactly what Zadlov is doing as he has fired a bunch of Warner Brothers people once took over among them Women and minorities. He's cleaning house and he don't give a shit what your gender or race is. The biggest, Ann Sarnoff. Oh, yeah, I know who he's talking about. The first woman CEO of Warner Brothers. But he also got rid of people in charge of the company's finances and communications, replacing them with, quote, oh, my God, white men from Discovery. Of course, anyone who understands how business works can tell you This is normal. That's right. I've been a part of, when I worked corporate, I was a part of a merger. It's painful and ugly. When a company is brought out, the incoming bosses get rid of most of the holdovers and bring in their own guys. That's right. I've done it. But depending on racial and gender makeup, that simply won't stand today. Regardless of the fact that Warner Brothers was such a mess that it needed to be sold in the first place. Zavlav's methodology has told to, quote, friends in Hollywood is to hire, oh my God, the best people for the job. And that gender and racial diversity, while a factor, would not be his top priority. A spokesperson from Warner Brothers Discovery told Bloomberg that they are, quote, committed to diversity and will build on programs already in place, but declined to speak further about hiring practices. These mentions of diversity sound to me like they're meant to placate, I was just about to say that, annoying people who won't leave Zavlov and Warner's Discovery alone. People like Cindy Benavides, CEO of the League of United Latin American Citizens, who is trying to convince Zavlev and his team to hire more Latinos to Warner Brothers Discovery's board. Another seemingly publicity move is Zavlev finally hiring a replacement for Christy Hallbegger, the now-departed chief inclusion officer, whose position had gone unfilled for months, 
indicating it's not a priority. So put another way, Zavlev is making business decisions based on what's best for the company's profits instead of what will look look good people to who don't care if Warner Brothers Discovery goes under in less than a year. That's good, and it's likely this will be rep- replicated in creative aspects of the company as well. Batgirl is being abandoned, something many, many movie studios would be afraid to do with a diverse lead. They tokenize Batgirl, in case you don't know. Could the Flash be next? Ezra Miller is, to put it nicely, a train wreck of a human being, but the diversity mafia champions, because he's non-binary and uses plural pronouns. But I get the impression Zavlev and his team won't care about that. That's not to say that the Flash will definitely be discarded. It costs a lot more than Batgirl, so there's more to lose by shelving it. But it will be a business decision, not a socio-political one which is the way it should be. So far, it looks like Zevlev is turning out to be what a lot of people pronosticated that Disney's Bob Chapek would have been. It's impossible to know if the if it will lead to better movies, though it probably uh, can probably guess. But given the current business climate, it will be fascinating to see how it plays out. And if Zevlev turns Warner Discovery into a success, whether, whether other companies will follow suit. So, basically, in other words, he's hiring the best people for jobs, regardless of their race and or uh, gender. He doesn't care. He wants the best person in positions. So much so, as in, I'm hiring white guys. Oh, my God. It's the end of the world. Eh, white guys are coming in, Um, which you just don't see in Hollywood too much. But he thinks they're the best people for the job. Doesn't mean they are. But he thinks he's hiring the most qualified people. And these guys just, I guess, happen to be white. I don't know. But so much so that he's under investigation by a, a couple of nutbag Democrats. I can tell you right now. Elizabeth Warren, loony. I mean, absolutely loony. Out of her mind. One of the, the woke progressives that lost her mind when Roe versus Wade got overturned. Wow. Wow, it look, I don't know what's going on here, but you got Aquaman and Shazam looking to possibly be delayed. You got Batgirl that's got axed. You got Ben Affleck coming back for Aquaman and looking like Michael Keaton's getting cut out of Aquaman. Something's going on here, all right? I'm not trying to come on here and say, oh my God, the Snyderverse is coming back. I don't know... I don't know that because Henry Cavill didn't show up at, at Comic-Con even though it was put out there by deadline that he was going to, which is crazy because even dead... I mean, look, when deadline says something like that, you can pretty much think it's going to happen. I don't know if something happened at the last minute or what in that Henry Cavill thing. And you got The Rock that's made comments to insinuate very heavily that yeah, he's coming back in Black Adam and and maybe they are maybe they are looking at this and maybe he is thinking, look, we can combine this Shazam, Black Adam, Justice Society of America with the Snyderverse and integrate it all in and maybe the fans will get, you know, some 
modified form of something that that might please everybody. Who knows? Maybe they bring Zack Snyder back to uh, lead DC Comics, the studio side. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be nice? I think he could do it. Uh, But I find this interesting that people are now, rumblings are coming out, because I can tell you right now, he told CNN, he told CNN, whose profits are plummeting, he told them a while back, You've got to straighten out completely how you cover politics. You're going to have to be more middle of the road to the point that Don Lemon came out on his show and took a shot at the guy. I mean, those those hosts over on CNN are not happy with what's going on right now, but it doesn't matter. They were $250 million below target on profit, and this guy is a profit-at-all-cost guy. Supposed to be in business, by the way. Supposed to be. That's the way it is supposed to be. Give the fans what they want and make as much money as possible for your your business. That's the way it is supposed to be. So, tell me what you think. This is wild. A lot of moving parts. A lot of things shuffling around. Where is this going to lead DC Comics? Very interesting. I'm very, very interested to see what is about to happen. You notice you have not heard anything more about J.J. Abrams and tokenized black Superman. You notice how that disappeared? I find that interesting, too. Tell me what you think, Matrix and Roadshow fans. Longer video, much longer video, but... Very interesting indeed. Peace, I'm out. Till next time. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word. 25% off now. I'm back. Road Ranch for the Matrix and Road Show. If you're new to the channel, make sure you hit the subscribe button. And as always, thank you guys and gals for watching our channel. Well, when it comes to remakes, most of them are reboots. Either one. Most of them are horrible ideas. In this case, this is a horrible idea. We are talking about the 80s action classic Roadhouse. Patrick Swayze, Sam Elliott. Patrick Swayze played a bouncer and a manager of a bar. His name was Dalton. And, of course, he kicked the shit out of a lot of bad guys in that movie. It's an absolute classic. I mean, for years, it just ran on syndication. I mean, TBS, TNT was just on all the time. And uh, it's really, look, it's a throwback movie to the 80s. We love those kind of movies on on this channel. Well, it has been announced that they are remaking slash rebooting the classic Roadhouse movie, this time with Jake Gyllenhaal. What? What? Oh, God. This is unbelievable. You know, if you're going to do this, do you think maybe a Jason Statham was, was available or somebody like that? Somebody with an actual 
uh, action pedigree. I don't want to hear Jake Gyllenhaal some action star. He's just not. Although, I will say this, Patrick Swayze wasn't a massive action star back in the day. Uh, there was Red Dawn, absolutely. But there was also Dirty Dancing. Uh, he was in Next of Kin. Uh, Liam Neeson was in that, by the way. Uh, and now we're finding out that not only are they going to remake it, but um, it looks like that MMA superstar Conor McGregor is also going to be in Roadhouse. Uh, look, I mean, it makes sense for Conor McGregor to be in an action movie, but this entire idea is terrible. This is TMZ. Conor McGregor lands role in Roadhouse remake with Jake Gyllenhaal. And, of course, if you keep up with MMA at all, UFC at all, you know Conor McGregor has got himself massively jacked lately. I mean, he is jacked up. This is TMZ. Notorious is going to Hollywood. UFC superstar Conor McGregor will be making his acting debut in a remake of the 80s classic movie Roadhouse, starring alongside huge names like Jake Gyllenhaal. The project is set to be a re-imaging of the Patrick Swayze-led 1989 flick with Gyllenhaal playing a UFC fighter turned bar bouncer at the Florida Keys Road at a Florida Keys Roadhouse. TMZ has confirmed the former featherweight and lightweight champ will have a part in the Prime Video Project, which will be his first feature film. Interesting. It's going to, it's going to be an Amazon Prime uh, movie. Stallone's got the Sumerian coming out, which, by the way, looks really good. Of course, 34-year-old McGregor has a ton of business ventures outside of the octagon, but we're told the new career move does not mean he's done competing. Conor McGregor is very excited to expand his storied career to Hollywood and join with Jake Gyllenhaal in the re-imaging of Roadhouse, the beloved classic Conor's rep Karen J. Kessler tells us. While fighting remains his top focus, this is the beginning of another successful venture in the McGregor empire. He is eager to start filming. Deadline reports the project is directed by Doug Lyman, also starring Billy Magnu Magnuson, uh, Daniela McClure, and uh, Lucas Gage, Hannah Love Lanier, as well as other notable actors. There is one name in there I'm not even attempting. The outlet says McGregor got wind of interest in him having him involved, and after checking out the original, he took a meeting with producer, the legendary Joel Silver. McGregor apparently loved what he heard about the vision for the flick and quickly signed on to show off his acting jobs. It's become quite a natural transition for UFC fighters to make it to Hollywood, as we recently reported. Kamaru Usman will be in the new Black Panther movie this November, and Ronda Rousey and George St. Pierre and more have made it to the silver screen. St. Pierre has been in some Marvel stuff, some MCU stuff. In, the, in fact, Rousey was initially slated to be part of the Roadhouse remake of her own in 2015, but it was later scrapped in pre-production. Interesting. You know who I would love to see if they're going to make this movie? Gina Carano. I'd love to see her in this in some way, shape, form, or fashion. Uh, maybe they would take a look at her. I don't know. Look, this may end up being really entertaining 
It might be good. Again, I don't really think action star with Jake Gyllenhaal right off the bat, although he has been in some action movies. I get it. I haven't seen that latest one he's in. Um, but look, in horror, and I'm a big horror movie fan, in horror movies, you're sort of used to the remake and the reboot. It's been a part of that culture for 40 years, okay? That entire part of the movie industry. Sometimes it turns out bad. Sometimes it turns out good. Um, so, by and large, remakes and reboots don't always bother me if it's in that genre. Action movies? This is a little concerning, okay? And you got to wonder if some of this, in part, is the fact that Top Gun Maverick was so successful. Look, if there's no identity politics in this, if there's no wokeness in this, you know, if there's no political agendas in this, maybe this turns out to be good, okay? Uh, but, in look, in isolation hearing this, I'm like, don't remake Roadhouse. Just don't. It's already... They're already changing some of the premise. They're taking it... I'm not sure where that was at exactly. Uh, I think it was in Georgia, but I'm not sure. This is going to be in Florida. Kind of interesting that it's going to be a UFC fighter. you got to wonder if Dana White's going to show up in this. Uh, but I wanted to do this video because, A, um, you know, I've got interest in MMA, and, B, um, I really love the original Roadhouse. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see... Who is playing the Sam Elliott character? We remember Sam Elliott was Dalton's uh, homeboy. And, of course, he met his demise. Spoiler alert. After 40 years, I think I could probably spoil that. He met his demise, and, of course, Patrick Swayze went off, leading to Sir Mix-a-Lot to say, socking more fools than Patrick Swayze. And, and it, A great line in a rap song, by the way. Uh, if you don't know who Sir Mix-a-Lot is, by the way, he had a lot more hits than Baby Got Back. I'm just letting you know. Uh, tell me what you think, Matrix and Roadshow fans. Roadhouse, are you fired up for yet another Hollywood remake? Please don't be woke. Please don't be woke. Please don't be woke. Roadhouse would be a good movie for a watch party for this uh, channel. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. tuning into black and white sports on youtube the no holds barred truth on sports the main event starts now i'm back rudrans for black and white sports we're going to talk about Brittany griner's sentence in russia she was convicted today and received a nine-year sentence in russia uh she pleaded guilty uh, and admitted, self-admitted, that she brought vape cartridges with cannabis oil into Russia, something that carries a very harsh sentence in that country, and it is Russian law. Now, we've covered this Brittany Griner thing since the very moment it broke that she was detained, and the one thing we have said, and we've been very steadfast on this, is that the more politicians speak, the more we believe they make Brittany Griner's cause worse. Plain and simple. They keep running their mouths, and I'm sorry, but there's no way in hell that does not further piss Vladimir Putin off. 
There's no way. The Russian, the Russian ministry has come out and has stated, we don't care what American law is. American law is not Russian law. Okay, that's what we've been trying to say. All these politicians saying wrongfully detained doesn't mean anything to Russia. Okay, um, so now enter somebody that's made this worse without a doubt. Joe Biden. That's right. President Joe Biden has come out and he's made an official statement on this. And I can't help but think it will it will further make this even more complicated and worse for Brittany Griner. Every, every statement like this is going to continue to piss off Russian officials. Biden denounces Russia's nine-year sentence for Brittany Griner as, quote, unacceptable. <laughs> like Russia cares. I mean, it, it's, just, it's just crazy, but here we go. President Biden on Thursday called on Russia to release WNBA star Brittany Griner immediately, condemning a newly announced nine-year prison sentence for Griner as, quote, unacceptable. Quote, today, American citizen Brittany Griner received a prison sentence that is one more reminder of what the world already knew. Russia is wrongfully detaining Brittany, Biden said in a statement. Again, what she did was against Russian law, and she admitted to having done that. There's video of the customs search that happened with Brittany Griner. Quote, it's unacceptable. And I call on Russia to release her immediately so she can be with her wife, loved ones, friends, and teammates. Look, I I appreciate that there's a whole faction of people that are missing Brittany Griner. I get that. It's just I can't see that Russian cares. Okay? Russia came out, made a statement last week. I did a video where, plain and simple, they disagree with America's views on drugs. Things like marijuana. Regardless of how our country has gotten to the point of looking at cannabis, Russia does not see it that way. They labeled us drug addicts over here. Okay? And in fact, you can tell there is anger from Russia over how we view drugs and how we're viewing this situation. And Russia has been very vocal about the the U.S. and people involved in this keeping their mouths shut. And, 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 and going through this process of trading a potential uh, arms dealer, which Biden offered up, utterly ridiculous, against the wishes of the Department of Justice, offered up this dangerous criminal, which now Russia's called their bluff and is now wanting a convicted murderer out of Germany as part of the situation, too. Joe Biden has done nothing but make this situation worse on Brittany Griner. Absolutely, absolutely worse. With every syllable and word that comes out of his mouth, he makes it worse. Biden said his administration would continue its efforts to bring Greiner and Paul Whelan, another American detained in Russia, back to the United States, quote, as soon as possible. White House officials have said they are in regular contact with Greiner's family. A judge in Russia on Thursday sentenced Greiner to nine years in prison on charges that she illegally brought drugs into the country. Griner, a star in the WNBA and Olympic gold medalist, was detained for bringing vape cartridges with hashish oil into Russia in February. Griner pleaded 
guilty earlier this month, but insisted she did not intend to break the law. Well, you got to be more careful when you're going into a foreign country. While Griner's case has been high profile, it also rekindled interest in the detention of Whelan, who has been detained in Russia since 2018. That has been the only positive, is that this former Marine might actually get out of there. On spying charges that he vehemently denies, he has been sentenced to 16 years in prison. The Biden administration has previously floated a potential prisoner swap in Griner and Whelan would be released in exchange for convicted Russian arms trafficker Victor Bout, something of which all of the people that spent so many years and so much time chasing him down has come out and said it's the worst idea in the history of bad ideas to go out there, offer this guy up, and trade him for a basketball player. You know, uh, it's it's crazy. Biden is not making this any better on Brittany Griner. The NBA, the WNBA, is not making this any better. You know, LeBron James, all these other people that are 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 running their mouth is only going to infuriate Russia even more. They've asked for a convicted murderer. Who knows what they ask for next? Before we know it. Knowing the Biden administration, it'll be a 10-for-2 deal by the time this is over. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So, um, this Griner nine-year conviction, not surprising in the least. The only thing surprising is it had a 10-year sentence, and they gave her nine instead of 10. Maybe that's surprising. I don't know. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Real quick, guys, before we actually dive into the video today, I meant to actually put this in the video, but um, we have a new shirt in the merch store. You can support us. You can get your donkey pot shirt. The disease that is destroying America. We're talking about the Democrat Party here. You can get it in uh, multiple colors. And you can also get 25% off by using the discount code USA first. I actually like this uh, army green color right here. You can actually get a better look at it right there. 25% off, guys, if you use the discount code USA First. Well, guys, as many of you guys actually know now, Brittany Griner was convicted and sentenced to nine years in a Russian prison today. And she's actually been in Russian custody for roughly uh, six months. So unless Joe Biden can actually do something or whoever is the next president, uh, Brittany Griner is going to be in a Russian prison for nine years. Now, she brought this up on herself, but however, even after she actually pled guilty to the charges and she actually took responsibility, for some reason, the NBA and WNBA were still saying that she was wrongfully detained, even though she actually broke Russian law. Now, yesterday, guys, we actually found out 
that NBA player Iman Shumpert was arrested at a Dallas airport for, I believe he had six or seven grams of marijuana. And I was wondering, will the NBA and WNBA give him the same treatment that they're actually giving Brittany Griner? And I suspected no. And guess what, guys? I was actually proven right as the NBA and WNBA have said nothing about Iman Shumpert. He's actually facing up to two years in prison if he's actually convicted. But, you know, Brittany Griner checks all of the woke boxes. Uh, She's black. She's a part of the alphabet community. So the NBA and WNBA must go out there in virtue signal. You know, even though Iman Shumpert himself is black, but I digress. Well, guys, the NBA and WNBA have come out and made a statement about Brittany Griner's uh, conviction and sentence of nine years in a Russian prison. Here we go, guys. Over here on Twitter, the NBA's official Twitter account uh, puts, it, puts this out. WNBA Commissioner Kathy Engelbert and NBA Commissioner Adam Silver issued the following statement regarding Brittany Griner. And of course, you guys know they're going to echo the same foolishness, claiming that she is wrongfully detained even after she even admitted that the vape cartridges were actually hers. But uh, this is what they uh, tweeted out here. Uh, Quote, today's verdict in sentencing is unjustified and unfortunate, but not unexpected. And Brittany Griner remains wrongfully detained. That is false. The WNBA and NBA's commitment to her safe return has not wavered, and it is our hope that we are near the end of this process of finally beginning of uh, bringing uh, BG home to the United States. Well, you guys got to put your faith in the man that you guys wanted people to vote for, Joe Biden. Now, we've been very, very clear that um, the world leaders really don't respect Joe Biden. They don't. Putin does, doesn't respect them. Xi Jinping doesn't respect Joe Biden. Why do you think a bunch of the world's conflicts right now? Why do you think we're probably on the verge of World War III right now? Uh, hope that doesn't happen, but um, they don't respect Joe Biden. It's just that clear. But the NBA and WNBA putting out this statement, though, of her being wrongfully de- detained is false. She broke the law. It's just that simple. And when you break the law, you have to pay the price. If you don't want to pay the price, don't break the law. I mean, this is pretty foolish, you know, but some of these athletes out there, they do dumb things, you know, like Iman Shumpert bringing in uh, seven grams of marijuana into an airport. And did he think he was not going to get busted for that? That was pretty dumb. Just like Brittany Griner going into a foreign country in Russia, a place that she's actually played seven years in. And by the way, guys, even if she was actually prescribed uh, medical marijuana, as she claimed, I don't know if that's true or not. Guess what? It is illegal in the WNBA. And even if she went to another state. It's still illegal, like if she came to Texas, it's illegal here. Another reason why Mon Shumpert actually um, got busted and locked up, we'll, we'll actually have to see. What's going to happen with him? He's a free agent. He, he doesn't have a team. But man, America is a wonderful place. If there's one lesson that Brittany Griner has learned is that America is great. No matter what kind of flaws we have, we are 
a great country. If she does get back, folks, she better become the biggest patriot there is. Respect the country. Respect the anthem. Stand up for the anthem. You know, stop with all of these lies about this country. This is not a systemically racist country. This country gives anybody, regardless of race, an opportunity to succeed. Ask LeBron James. LeBron James is now a billionaire. Why? Because this is the greatest country on the on the planet, even though he likes to slam this country. But the NBA and WNBA uh, putting out this statement here. Not surprised, but um, I hope they keep that same energy for Iman Shumpert. But I can guarantee you guys that the WNBA can actually care less about him. The NBA is not going to do anything uh, to help Iman Shumpert you know, get out of his trouble. But of course, you know, they have the virtue signal for a Brittany Griner, you know, because of the political pressure. But yet they don't care anything about Iman Shumpert. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, are you guys surprised by the response of the NBA and the WNBA still echoing that Brittany Griner is wrongfully detained? And I believe this statement here, the Russian officials are actually seeing this, not helping her cause. Because she is not wrongfully detained. Regardless of what you think about Russian laws, she broke Russian laws. And now she has to pay the price. She took um, she took responsibility for what she actually did. Now, to all the people out there that want to see her brought home. And I do believe, man, nine years, man, that's a long time right there. A very long time. Don't make things worse for her. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Real quick, guys, before we actually dive into the video today, I meant to actually put this in the video, but um, we have a new shirt in the merch store. You can support us. You can get your donkey pot shirt, the disease that is destroying America. We're talking about the Democrat Party here. You can get it in uh, multiple colors and you can also get 25 percent off by using the discount code USA first. I actually like this uh, army green color right here. You can actually get a better look at it right there. 25% off, guys, if you use the discount code USA First. All right, guys, the Brittany Griner trial now has come to an end. Brittany Griner admitted her guilt, so it is not a surprise that the court actually found her guilty. This is not a surprise whatsoever. Uh, closing arguments were today. And we were actually expecting a uh, a verdict and sentence to be handed down tomorrow. But however, this morning we found out that all of this would actually be done now. And it is now confirmed, folks, that Brittany Griner is convicted. And Brittany Griner now, she got a sentence and boy, they laid the smack down on her. This just dropped, folks. You can see here TJ Quinn of ESPN. 
breaking Brittany Griner's sentence to nine years by Russian court. Daunting but expected sentence effectively closes first chapter in her detainment and moves her fate to the diplomatic world. A real length of detention will be however long it takes to reach deal between U.S. and Russia. Now, he's right about this. We'll actually have to see if the U.S. can actually broker a deal now. Now that the case is actually over, I was actually watching a bit of the um, the uh, Russian um, sentencing. And, of course, it was uh, all in Russian. I was just mainly looking at uh, Brittany Griner's expression. And just based on the way she was looking, she expected all of this is what I'm actually thinking here. But she did release a statement uh, before um, the sentencing. It was actually on video. And she was pretty much begging for her life. So let's go ahead and play this clip right here. And you'll hear Brittany Griner. Your Honor, they taught me two important, my parents taught me two important things. One, take ownership for your responsibilities. And two, to work hard for everything that you have. That's why I pled guilty to my charges. I understand everything that's being said against me, the charges that are against me, and that is why I pled guilty. But I had no intent to break any Russian law. I want to apologize to my teammates, my club, Genka, the fans, and the city of Decat for my mistake that I made and the embarrassment that I brought onto them. I made an honest mistake, and I hope that in your ruling that it doesn't end my life here. I know everybody keeps talking about political pawn and politics, but I hope that that is far from this courtroom. So that is Brittany Griner uh, pleading there before the uh, verdict was actually um, brought down. Uh, She doesn't want her life to end in a Russian prison, but she will be spending the next nine years. Now, the prosecution actually wanted nine and a half years, which would have essentially been a 10 year sentence because she's already served um, six months in a Russian jail. So pretty much, guys, she got a nine and a half year sentence. Now, the ball is actually now in Joe Biden's court. Now, what will he actually do? I mean, I'm not down with trading murderers for a WNBA player that put herself in this position. Brittany Griner is the one that put herself in this position. Now, here in the United States, folks, there's no way in the world she would actually be getting essentially a 10 year sentence for. I believe she had like a gram of like cannabis stuff. Now, I did a video yesterday where Iman Shumpert was arrested at a Dallas airport. This man had seven, uh, seven grams, I believe, of weed. Now, he could only get up to two years in jail over here. See, our country is so much better um, than any other country in the world. But, you know, people like Brittany Griner didn't appreciate this country. You know, they tried to play the victim. They tried the virtue signal. They want to kneel for the national anthem. They want to support Marxism. This country is not perfect, but this is by far the greatest country on, on the planet. But Brittany Griner, I guess she had to learn that the hard way. Now she'll be spending the next nine years in a Russian prison unless the U.S. government Brokers a deal. So this is in the books. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to Black and White Sports, and we'll catch you next time.
Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and White Network supporters, make sure you check out the Black and White Network merchandise store. Link in the description. Use promo code USA First, all one word. USA First, all one word. 25% off now. All right, Black and White Sports fans, let's talk about the Cleveland Guardians. You guys may be wondering, who the hell is the Cleveland Guardians? Well, I'm glad you asked. They are actually the team formerly known as the Cleveland Indians. Now, they were known as the Cleveland Indians for something like 110 years. But however, they bent the knee to the woke mob and they changed their name to the Cleveland Guardians. Now, even when they changed the name to the Guardians, it was a bit of controversy because the Cleveland Guardians ended up stealing their name from the Cleveland Guardians, who were actually a roller derby team. Yeah, it was not a smooth transition. Now, we saw this coming, folks. We knew that the Cleveland Indians would eventually bend the knee. And hopefully, you know, these other teams like the Atlanta Braves, they vowed to never change the name. Uh, the Florida State Seminoles, hopefully they never bend the knee. Folks, when you actually bend the knee to the woke mob, it does not work out very well for you. And this season, the first full season of the Indians becoming the Guardians, not working out too well. Not necessarily not necessarily from a baseball standpoint, but from an attendance standpoint. Here we go, guys. Breitbart here. Cleveland Guardians struggle to fill stadium after dropping former name. Now, the Cleveland Indians name was one of the most well-known names in baseball. It was actually in movies, too, by the way. But um, let's read some of this. After 106 years, that is a long time, the Cleveland Indians bowed to woke critics and dropped his name last year. But on the heels of rebranding itself as the Guardians, the team struggled to fill stadium seats with fans. The team, of course, has justified its decision to dump more than 100 years of tradition and history as a way to unify the community. Now, if I was actually an Indians fan, I would be very, very upset. Now, I'm an Astros fan. Now, the Astros in the past were actually known as the Colt 45s. That was actually before my time. But but if the Astros actually changed their name from the Astros to something else, I would not be happy. You know, just like I'm a Cowboys fan, the Dallas Cowboys should always be the Cowboys. The Cleveland Indians should actually stay the Indians. Uh, But they said this, quote, we believe our organization is at its best when we can unify our community and bring people together. And we believe a new name will allow us to do this more fully. The team said in the press release when it announces intentions to dump the Indians moniker in 2020. Well, how does how is that actually working out for you? Not very well. Um, it goes on. Whatever the team's intentions, fans seem to have lost interest in the team's first year outing as the Cleveland Guardians. Attendance and TV ratings have been collapsing. Cleveland TV ratings have fallen by 30 percent. Wow. That is a tremendous drop. You see, you should actually listen to the fans and not the Wolsters out there. Because the Wolsters, guess what? They don't like baseball. Um, it says here, granted, a season with a few stars has not helped the team, but TV ratings are not the only place where fans 
show a disinterest in the Guardians. In 2019, the last normal year uh, before pandemic craziness set in, the Indians saw an average of 21,465 fans per game. This year, though, the team has only averaged 15,025 fans per game. Wow. And it says here the Guardians are not exactly the worst team in uh, the MLB either. They're only two games behind American League Central leaders, the Minnesota Twins. Actually, uh, since this article was a few days ago, actually, guys, they are only one game back. They are 54 and 50 on the season, one game back. And at home, they're 27 and 20. So they're pretty good at home. They actually have a uh, a plus minus of uh, plus 16. This is a good baseball team. They can actually make the uh, the playoffs. And actually, when it comes to uh, the wild card standings here, in the wild card standing, they're only, I believe they expanded the playoffs too. So I actually believe they're still in the playoff uh, picture if it actually started today. But really, guys, they're right in the midst. I mean, this is a, a decent baseball team right here. Um, it says it may not be certain that the name change has set fans off from supporting their team. But in the last two years, their ratings and attendance have been the worst in decades. So, guys, you see what happens, man, when you bend the knee to the woke mob. It does not work out. Listen to your fans. You know what? I can actually make this comparison, you know, to entertainment. As you guys know, me and Rhodes are actually Star Wars fans. Listen to the fans. Do not pander to wokesters. Because when you pander to the woke, it will never, ever be enough. Eventually, guys, the wokesters are actually going to come after the name The Guardians. They're going to find some way to actually tell everyone this is offensive. Stop pandering to these people because they don't support your product. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.